This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs, a.k.a. Roman Von Doman. It's Rick Dalton Von Dick Ralton. All hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm tired. I'm tired today. You're tired. I was you tired. Had a, you had a late film last night. I had a late film. Didn't no. get home until like 1.20 a.m. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, you saw the you started the movie one day, finished it the next. Yep, sure did, Rich. Okay. Went right. to the movies. It was supposed to be a 9:30 start time. Walked out of the theater at like, you know. I'm telling you, it's one. a real problem. It the the half hour of previews for every movie is a real problem. Yeah, it's it's awful. And if I there I know there's been we don't we don't do a lot of politics on the show, but they've been doing the uh, Democratic uh convention or the uh, Democratic uh um what the hell do you call it? Uh, the debates. Debates. Thank you. Yep. Debates. Got there just before you did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they've, been doing the, they've been doing the debates. And my platform would probably be two things. One, get rid of a half hour previews. When the movie says it starts at 10, it's going to start at 10. That'd like be the, the first movie thing should start. Like that's yeah. when the movie should start. My second plot, my second real point, I think that would get me elected was if you give me four years Mm-hmm. I can put a man on the moon. Yeah, what's up with that? What do you think of that? Well, or can you? Or can you just put together a film that You know what, Ryan? I can put a woman on the moon. <laughs> Who's done that? Uh There was a joke there that I'm not going to tell. Good. Um Good. there's a there's a we put chimpanzees in space. <laughs> we did. We put we put a baboon out in the outer space. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a whole lot to say about it. No, he didn't. We're firing animals up in there, but uh, that's again for another time. But those would be my two things. Movie starts on yep. time. We step on the moon. We take over the universe. That kind of thing. That's how, that's what would get me elected. And then we take and then we yeah. guard it. So we become yeah. the guardians of the galaxy. Correct. Right. That would be a great pitch. I'd have Star Lord. I'd have Rocket Drax. They'd yeah. all be in my corner. Mm-hmm. Gamora VP. <laughs> yeah, it's a very popular film. I think it, I think it could work. It could work, Ryan. I think not to give too much away uh, for the topic du jour, but we might have another Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom on our hands. That's the early. That's the early buzz. I think the important thing that we need to set a boundary right now. Yeah. No matter what happens in the yeah. next hour or so. Uh huh. At the end of it, you and I, we shake hands, we walk out of here, we're still friends. I just want you to know that I love you very much. I do. No matter and what everything that I say is going to come from a very uh, special place. Yep. It's I a, want it's, you to know that. I want you to know that there is shared concern on my side. Ooh, we're going to do a lot of I talk. We're not going to do a lot of you talk. Okay, you, you, you. We're going to say I. We're going to like put it on ourselves. Yep. You know, yep. a lot of constructive banter that's, that's going to happen good. here. Jurassic World mm-hmm. Fallen Kingdom, Happy Time Murders was also pretty contentious. <laughs> <laughs> Hellboy. Hellboy. I did not yeah. care for Hellboy. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into it. But Ryan, we have actually a, a, a good chunk of news this week. So yeah, let's get we do it. it. There's news. 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 There's
first things first, have you started watching The Boys on Amazon? Boy, howdy. <laughs> right. Have I? Uh, there's eight episodes. I'm halfway through. I've seen okay. four episodes. Yeah. And uh, again, not to give too much away, uh, my wife was very upset that she could have been home. In the time it took us to see that movie, we could have finished The Boys. You could have watched half of The Boys for sure. Yeah. Eight hour long episodes. Some of them are like 50 minutes, 55 or 55 minutes, I should say. And mm-hmm. this is, if you're listening to us, the boys, we talked about this when this first got greenlit so, oh, a long time ago. Yep. The comic book is one of our favorites. It's a Garth Ennis, the guy who did Preacher. He had a run on The Punisher. He's done Hellblazer. He's done a bunch of stuff. All a lot good. of good stuff. Yep. All good stuff. The boys is awesome. I've already watched, it. I've already watched all eight episodes. It's definitely got a lot of similarities to the comic. It's taking some differences from it. It's so good, and it's one of those things where if you don't have Amazon Prime, I think there's still ways to sign up for like a free month. Yeah, get it and watch the show, or get a buddy's password or something. Like that's how good the show is. Like you it's need worth to it. watch the boys. I would say I've seen a couple shows on Amazon, and Amazon does a pretty good job. Like they they sneaky okay. do a good job with shows. Um, and this is their best mm. to me. I, I, I know a it. lot of people. A lot of people love Jack Ryan. A lot of people love Bosch. Um, uh, sneaky, yeah. sneaky Pete. I really like the first season of Sneaky Pete. Is uh, um, the Marvelous Miss Maisel on Amazon? It is. That, um, uh, people enjoy that. People I guess like that. Yep. So you know, you know, check that also, out. you know what's also coming to Amazon? What's that? The I Know What You Did Last Summer TV show. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting some feedback on your end. And I'm making I'm, fart noises uh, in the mic. Fucking coward. Here, here we go. You want to start talking shit about I Know What You Did Last Summer? Uh, it was a sexy teen horror film from the late 90s when we were also yeah. sexy teens. We were sexy teens back then. When did that come out? 98, 99? 98, yeah. That was the peak of my sexiness. Yeah, I was the sexiest teen. I was a 14-year-old sex magnet back when I was 14. <laughs> watching that in girls' basements. Watching what do you that. call a sex pot? I was. I was a bit of a sex pot. Here's my handle. Here's my spout. <laughs> And I'm going to run right up your dress. Right up your dress. Uh, so James Wan apparently is going to produce it. That's always one of those ones where it's like you you see like a, a big name director attached and you're like, oh, yeah. is he writing it? Like, no. Is he? Oh, he's directing it. Like, no. It's like no. his name. He got money to have his name attached to it. Correct. That probably not great. This is great news, though, Ryan. Uh, it was announced uh, Netflix three more seasons of Big Mouth. <laughs> oh, three more seasons of Bubble Bear. Take a nice Bubble Bear. That show's it. the best. That show's fucking awesome. We should probably do a Big Mouth standalone. Episode we should do it. Big. We point. should. Uh, um, again, we'll Rick and Morty it. Where the, yeah. as soon as the next season's coming out, we'll do like a best episode, best of. Yeah. Yeah. And we just do the whole thing as hormone monsters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or coach steve i can work on my coach steve you do, yeah. <laughs> pretty good uh, a couple trailers too here ryan zombie land double tap looks awesome i I'm don't in. think i don't think it looks that great i'm going i'm in i'm oh, in on it God. i especially liked in the trailer when they bring out like the, the bizarros i it's, i think that would have been better to save for the it film would've. when they you bring know, in, like, was it luke wilson and uh tom middletich yes yeah um whatever yeah the kid yeah. from silicon valley <laughs> yeah, like that was good. That uh, that would have been really enjoyable. So hopefully they have more tricks up their sleeve, and maybe they oh, yeah. do if they're putting that out. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'll still see it, but I'm just like, I'm like, ah, I don't know. Looks like a ton of fun. And the first one I think is on Netflix now, but they're getting rid of it soon. I so might even watch like, that. Yeah. So you want to hurry up and watch that if you haven't. Uh, speaking of Netflix, Mind Hunter season two trailer dropped. Uh, the show's coming out in like a week or two. 
and I know you caught up and you watched season one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and I'm all the way in. Uh, and and to tie it in with our our uh, the to- the thing we're talking about today, um, the, the same character, the same character who plays Charles Manson How about in that? this movie is playing the Charles Manson in Mindhunter. Let's hope maybe we give him a line or two. Do you feel like he's typecast? Uh, he looks just like him. He's Charlie Manson. <laughs> he looks just like of him. all the guys to look like. Not ideal. Not ideal. Not ideal. No. Uh, and the last bit of news that I have, Ryan, before we get to your news, is dropped earlier today was the trailer for The Irishman, a Martin sure. Scorsese film sure. with Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci. Now, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino have been in a couple of movies together in the past. Yeah. One of them was Heat, which I loved Heat. I see. I think Heat's that's a slog. I love Heat. I, well, I thought Heat was a little overrated. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a heist, you know me. I'm a heist guy. I love heist. You like a heist. Yeah. You, you were a big fan of um, the Italian job. Maybe? No? I, no yeah, it's fine. watchable. It's watchable. I was yeah. just trying to think of a heist film. What, and, the Oceans? Uh, the, not Oceans 8. I do like uh, the Ocean 11 and 13. You didn't I like did 12? You know, I did, the not like 12 did not like 12, and I did not see 8. Oh, 8? Is- Shame on me. Instantly forgettable. Egg on my face. Yeah. I am looking forward to Ocean's 9, however. And so this is also coming to Netflix, The Irishman. Yeah, odd. And what was the other movie they were in together? De Niro and Pacino's like The Righteous Kill? Something like that. Not it was great. brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. yeah so I, I'm worried about this. I'm, I am uh, going into this one not expecting much. You know? Yeah. I, you know, I think these guys are, you know, we're, they're past it. Yeah. You know, we're on the other side of it now. Yeah. And I think we're, uh, yeah. Ryan, that's all the news. That, well said. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to say anymore. I don't want to get me. I don't want to be mean. I'm going to save all my venom for uh, a couple all of minutes. Right, well, listen, listen. Yeah. Don't tip your hand too much because the people listening might not know which one of us liked the film and which one of us didn't. No, I don't think yet. they would know. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't stand it. That's all the news mm-hmm. that's fit to print, Ryan. Let's get to your news. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. Okay. So, people who are really bad at Street Fighter, boy, yeah. do I have news for you. Okay, I'm listening. Um, so, what they've done is they, they've been releasing old characters slowly. It's like Mortal Kombat does. You know, they, they introduce. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Street Fighter Five, E-Honda is back. Ooh, and I like E-Honda. As, as you know, everyone who's bad at Street Fighter yeah. loves E-Honda. He has a nice move there. It's an it's a easy-to-use move. Hut, 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 hut. <laughs> with the hands going, you know. You get three, six, nine, ten combo. Yeah. Um, so a, a little video game, personal video game moves for me. Um, uh, I've been, I've been kind of, it's been stale recently. I, I haven't really Ugh. found a game that I've been like. We're kind of like after yeah. E3, after all the yeah. stuff has been announced, you're going through the back catalog. You're like, there's really nothing I really want to play right now. Have you tried Fortnite? Um, there's a new uh, game they call Fortnite. So that's the other thing. So they're releasing this new thing for Fortnite Season Ten, and they're everyone's all a buzz about it because they're going back to Season One. Like they're basically undoing everything. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Which is kind of interesting. Um, How about the money that just got given out for that? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So they they have a kid who is, I forget how old he is, like 16, just won the World Cup. Yeah, he won $3 million. When asked what he's going to do with the money, you know what he said, Richard? You know what he wants? I do. He wants a new desk. Well, buy himself a desk. Who doesn't want a new desk? A nice L-shaped desk. A nice desk um, made of gold. So he's going to invest the rest of it, save it, be smart with it, which is which is fine. You know, I that think is smart. You know what I would do? do? I would put it in some sort of stock. Like I would maybe get stock in, you know, Disney Plus. Yeah. Something like that. You know what I'd do? 
What would you do with it? Two chicks at the same time. Oh, I understand that you would. You, you think you'd have any money left over? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I wouldn't. Is that is that one crop. of the, the sneaky best lines of a movie? Like, what yes. would you do with a million dollars? Hundred percent. Two chicks. Two chicks. <laughs> and like, he was so ready for it too. Like, he didn't. And even the guy. Like, yeah, well, the so best good. is the guy. Was it uh, Peter played by what's the guy? Ron name? Livingston. Ron Livingston just kind of looks at him and kind of chuckles, and it pans to him, and he's just dead staring at him, <laughs> like not even blinking. <laughs> that's one of my favorites yeah so is. there is money to be made there's there's reports now parents are hiring like Fortnite coaches for their kids like it's getting crazy that's, well you know what i say it's stupid but at the same time people hire coaches to help their kids jump shot and help their kids swing and to help oh their, yeah you know what i mean and like yep. who's to say you don't have a better chance of making money playing video games than you do playing sports and some of my favorite things to say to kids, like, you pay me $500 an hour, I'll tell you you're Ken Griffey Jr. I'll tell you you have the sweetest <laughs> swing in the world as that's long as you keep baby. paying me. That's, right. yeah, that's pizza. That is pizza. Uh, the last thing I had, so EA continues its run to be the dumbest video game company in the world. They came out today and said that they're not making Switch games because they don't think their audience really wants them to. Oh, I don't know if that's true. That's not true at all. Because right. you even think of their casual games like like The Sims. Like, who wouldn't want to play The Sims on the go? I, of course, that'd be the only way I'd want to play it. I think EA just has no finger on the pulse. Uh, yep. We got, have you seen all this? Still Madden glitches. The Madden glitches are great. Oh, did you see? You know how a lot of people bitch and complain about their Madden ratings, like the players, like the oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you see Cliff Kingsbury, the uh, yes. new coach of the Cardinals? He said somebody <laughs> showed him what he looked like. He says they need to improve my looks. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I look like the Walking Dead out there. So he's upset uh, they do, with that. Yeah, they are. He should be. He should be upset yeah, with. He's that. a handsome um, devil. So yeah. So and the other last thing I have, uh, the universe, Richard is putting is basically putting a switch in my hands. How's that? So, how, so that now they first they come out with uh, Ultimate Alliance, which looks awesome. I feel um, like you just stole one, and then when the cops showed up, you said the universe put it here. The universe put it here. Well, now they're going to do the newer versions of Switch are now boasting a nine-hour battery life. Oh, that's nice. Which is, and they're like there was an issue with like their controllers where they were drifting a little bit, and they're like, we fixed that. We will okay. fix it. one. We'll fix it for free, and all of our new ones won't have that issue. Okay, so it feels like it's all kind of coming together for me right now. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna have to get it. I'm gonna have to get it, right? You're gonna have to get it for sure. And next time we hang out, yeah, I'll we'll have, play. We can play. We'll play. We'll play together. You know what I mean? Not assuming this goes okay, the we'll get we'll get out stream it. Yeah, we could. Well, that's my hope is we can get out of this, Richard, and you know have a switch game. I feel like this could be hot cold. Okay, this could be the hot cold debate. Hot cold too. There's a chance, but it's going to be a little bit more mature. I, okay. I let I let my temper get the best of me last time. This time, I'm not. I'm a change. I'm a father now, Ryan. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I have to think of my kid. You know what? It, yeah, you can't be getting in fights. You can't be getting in scraps with people. <laughs> no, that's you know what I mean. That's a thing of the past. Yeah. Uh, well, Ryan, that's a very nice video game minute. Are you ready for the topic du jour? Ryan? Ryan? Yes. yes. Well, the topic to shore, thanks for asking, is... No, no bullshit this time. You just go right at it. <laughs> oh, it's starting? Right at it. oh, we're starting? Yeah. Okay. Well, the film that we both saw, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, despite what they say, it is not the ninth film. It is the tenth film the tenth from Quentin film. Tarantino. Two hours and 45 minutes. Some mm-hmm. would call it crisp. A crisp 245. It is not. It is anything but... <laughs> I thought it hummed. I could see it a second time. It received currently 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's the critic score. The audience yeah. score, 72%. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Ryan, we begin as we do with all of our movie and TV reviews, non-spoiler. Let me ask you, did you like it? Now, this is going to take some qualifying for me because I know. Did you like it? That's the question. Did you like it? No. Okay. Qualifying. Here we go. We're starting with qualifiers. Nope. Did you like it? Ryan loved it. Ryan, let me tell you this. I've given this careful consideration, which I always do with everything that I say on this podcast, on the radio program, and just in life in general. In life in general. You always think about what you're going to say before you say it. Always. If nothing else, that is true about me. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the best movie of 2019. Yeah? Thoughts? I want, I want you. And, and, and the second best Quentin Tarantino movie and one of the best movies I've seen in my life. Okay, well, here's the thing. I'm staring yes. at you right now through a Google Hangout, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it is no surprise to me that yeah. you have brown eyes. Because you are that <laughs> full of shit. You are that full of shit that I you will tell me right now to my face that this movie, not only, not only, everything, not only is this movie better than any Quentin Tarantino movie you've seen. No, except Pulp for Pulp Fiction. I still have Pulp Fiction one. This okay. is this would be number two for me. You're going to sit there and tell me that this is a better movie than Endgame. Yes, I am. You are fucked in the head. I am telling you right now, it is better than Avengers Endgame, which I also loved. You can love two things. It's better than John Wick 3, which at one point was number two, still on the podium. It sure. was better than your Hellboy. Sure. It was better than Bright Burn. It was better than Dark Phoenix. It was better than all those movies. It was the best, and I have a really hard time seeing it be unseated this year. What is, if you were to go to a yoga class right now, zero to ten, like <laughs> what, is you know flexi- what is your flexibility rate right now? Um, on me budging on this movie? Like touching your toes. Could you touch your toes right now? Oh, you had no, to? no. Okay. Well, I want you to sign up for a yoga class. Okay. And get well, I, don't super like this, I don't like where this is going. This seems like a long burn. And I would, it is a long burn. And I would love you at some point to fuck your own face. I don't think you would say that you would say that to me. No, I think that's ridiculous. I'm going to cut that from the episode. I don't think anybody (laughs) should have to hear that. And if you say, (laughs) if anybody for the love love of God says to me, you're hot already. It's a love letter to the golden age of cinema. I will fucking kill you. Did you read my notes? The next word out of my mouth, the gold. No, I I, I wasn't going (laughs) to say shut up. I have, I have heard. And by the way, the qualifier I was going to say before, I get it. I get what the movie was trying to do. I don't think you do. I understand it. I don't think you do. I completely do. Ryan, and I, where here's, do you okay. rank this amongst Tarantino? Just to get a sense of it. Because you, you, okay. you do like Tarantino films. We all do. Where would you rank it in the 10? I'm not upset with this movie. I think this movie in the pantheon of Tarantino movies, I think there are scenes, there are nuggets in this movie that are awesome. There are, there are parts of this movie that are great. Yeah. As a movie, yeah, it's middle, middle, bottom, middle. So you have it, but somewhere between six and ten. Yeah, it's not as bad. It's I, I, I didn't like Jackie Brown. Death yeah. proof, death proof was whatever. Yeah, um, it's better than those. It's better than it, well, I you mean, know, I I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Reservoir Dogs. But what about like Hateful Eight? Like you had to think it was better than Hateful Eight. No, okay. I think Hateful Eight is better. Okay, what about Django? I think Django's better. I got a lot of love from Django because I, I did my rankings. I tweeted them out at Dork Podcast. Yep. I think I had Django 9 and people couldn't believe it. But I think, no, I think Django. So Django, I'm like, I just didn't like the characters as much. I love the characters in this movie. Love them. But that's the thing. Like, 
I, I love lo- as a singular. Okay, here's. Do you want to know my? Can I run down my understanding of the movie? Are we gonna uh, do? We we'll do it in spoilers. We'll do it. In if spoilers. you if you think you can do it spoiler free, you can do it now. I or can't, you can wait. I can't do it spoiler okay, free. All right, all right, do it. Yep. So I don't think I need to ask you this, but you did you feel like it was too long? Was that part I of the could problem? I could have cut an hour out yeah, of okay. this movie, a whole hour. So the I first. Think- sh- sh- <laughs> You just shush me? You just figure this out, all right? Can I just get shushed? You I don't think I've ever been shushed you, before. You don't run. <laughs> you got to come in here. You got to come in here. You got to help them. <laughs> the first half hour of this movie. Yeah. Like 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. It's just people driving. Well, it's an establishment. Down the same job. road. Well, it's an important road. It's not an important the road. They just did you just see the driving. right movie? Did you? Are you sure you saw the right? Film? I don't think I did. No, maybe you I don't didn't. Think you did because did you I, get a I'll different cut. I tell you, this is. I'm not hand of God. Hand yeah. of God. No, I see it. Eight people walked out. No, they didn't. I swear on my mind. kids. I swear on my kids. Eight people walked out of this movie. I think I you guys there. got like a bum version of the. I must have because you I must have because I, I loved it. it. Oh, I loved and it. What I'm, I'm gonna go right with, now. I'm gonna leave what, right now. And go see it again. What I'm left with is people being like, like somehow Tarantino gets a pass for making like a shit movie. See, like I, it's I, not that good a movie. No, but you, but. Maybe other people are doing that. I'm, you know that I'm not because I didn't like Django and people like Django. I didn't love The Hateful Eight. Like I'm not a, I like Tarantino. I think all of his movies are at worst good and at best they're like top of the line all time movies. Yeah. I, and so, and it's not like I'm only doing the new ones or I'm only doing the old ones at the top. Like I have Pulp Fiction. I have this. I have Reservoir Dogs. But then I also I loved Kill Bill and Inglorious Bastards. Those like are you probably my five. You want to sit there and tell me that this is a better movie than Kill Bill? Both Kill Bill. Yes. Yeah. Fuck that. It no. Is. It is. Way. It is. No so, way. This is so good. It hurts. And I would also. Yeah. And I think I said it. I didn't hate it, but the fact that people are like, "This is the greatest movie of the year." Like you're saying, this is the best movie of 2019. Yeah. Well, 100 percent it is. That is inexcusable. So you you're saying Endgame and. I would say Far From Home is a better movie than this. No, it's Toy not. Story Four. Toy Story Four is a better movie. All right, well, I haven't. I have not seen that, but I'm not wild about the Toy Stories. So I haven't even would... seen it. And I can tell oh, you, Rocket <laughs> and Rocket Man is a better movie than. You this. haven't seen it. It doesn't matter. You can't, I don't have you, to. Yeah, but yeah, but you would Son look at that. Now everyone's now everyone's done. Now now what am I doing? Knocking this over. Now I'm now we're getting hot. Now we're getting hot. All right. <sighs> Knocked over my mic. Are we back? Was it, We're good. Was it too long? Was it fucking too long? Are you Finally kidding me? Would it be a theater movie for you? No. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm pissed that it was a theater movie. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there with Lady Von D. She tells me after the movie, she said, an hour in, if you told me you wanted to get up and leave, we would have left. Well, that's outrageous. It's not outrageous. That nothing happens outrageous. in the first hour and 40 minutes of that movie. Nothing happens. You're establishing the characters. The characters are great. You Every don't last- need you don't need an hour and 40 yeah. minutes to establish that that Sharon Tate is Rick Dalton's neighbor. You don't need an hour and 40 minutes to do that. Yeah, they move right like, next door. Oh, but, but Quentin Tarantino does so much with the dialogue. People barely talk to each other. There's a lot of dialogue in this. But it's like a Tarantino. I think it's it's what you get with Tarantino movies. It's so, long no, it's dialogue. Not. It's, no, it is. It is. There's no, it's dialogue not. city. It's dialogue city. But it's it, good dialogue. It's not what you get with a Tarantino movie. This is not like any Tarantino movie I've ever seen. Because usually like there's most of them. But there's like there's these mo- these shots that last forever and nothing develops. Well, that's like most Tarantino movies. 
there, but there's usually a lot of there's like a, usually shots. there's like a payoff. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, I thought there was absolutely a payoff in this. Oh I no, a, no. So I would also argue that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Brad Pitt's character, and Margot Robbie's character were all. I loved all three, and every single scene in the movie involved at least one of them. So I had no like. I was never like, ugh, let's just cut to so and so. I enjoyed the whole goddamn thing. And the at whole one thing. point, yeah, there's at one point I'll get to it in spoilers. There's one point where I was like, all right, we're getting a little long with the dot. Like it, it reminded me of uh, Death Proof, where you're like, all right, characters are just talking to talk right now. Yeah, but, but it, there was a payoff to it, and I'll tell you what it was in a, in a little bit. Yeah, we'll get it a little bit. I also I want to say that this year has had some unbelievable TV movie weekends like uh combos like being released it started with avengers endgame and game of thrones on the same weekend then you had spider-man far from home and stranger things on the same Mm -hmm. weekend and to me the best one has been once upon a time in hollywood and the boys i was so blown away by the two of these things coming out but that's another topic for another time i cannot understand i cannot understand ryan what would your uh, dare i ask your hashtag dork score be three and a half so that's not as bad as I thought. The way no, you're getting and we're gonna, hot about it. The, the pro, like, here's the like, I can't talk about it until we get to spoilers. All right, okay. Do you have any other non-spoiler things to get to? I think that the performance of Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt was great. Yes, but I think the two was, people that were on the camera the whole time. It was in spite of Quentin Tarantino, not because of Quentin Tarantino. Well, that might be right. I mean, those guys are those guys are good in other things that you know that it's not necessarily because of Tarantino. But and those characters who are fictional yeah. characters in a non-fictional world, mm-hmm. they they I thought they blended in really nicely. And it they was did. like, I mean, obviously there are parts that are unbelievable, but like there are definitely parts where you're like, oh, I could see that, and they they fit in nicely with characters of like like real life characters that we know. Yeah. And I would say the three and a half that I'm going to give it is because there are a handful of amazing scenes. Yes, like there is. vintage Tarantino where you're like, that just do that for uh, just do that for two hours. Yeah. Like more don't of that. Do all of this shit for like almost three hours. Like you could have cut an hour out of this movie and it would have been tight. It would have been the story would have been cohesive and it would have been like, uh, and we'll get into this stuff when we talk about spoilers for people who have seen the movie, but like it just wanders around. Like the movie itself is just like, it's, tedious i kind of i see i never once thought it was tedious i thought it was i thought it was great i was compelled by like as far well again we'll save it for spoilers i um of course would give it a six out of six i would love to give it a seven out of six but there's not enough room in the gauntlet so i can't give it a seven out of six but i couldn't urge you more to see this stop what you're doing if you haven't seen the film yet pause it Go do that. You have no other responsibility in life, which is as important as seeing this movie. Yeah. And if you find yourself after you're leaving this and thinking, what a masterpiece this is, uh, immediately, I don't know. I'm not going to threaten anybody anymore. Shit in the hat. You're going to tell me to shit in the hat. I'm going to shit in the hat. I would go shit in your hat. (laughs) Shit in your hat. Yeah. All right. uh, Let's just get to spoiler. I think you got a sense of how we feel about this. Let me start with this, Ryan. This is sort of a little personal little nugget here. But Rebecca Gayhart is back, baby. Rebecca Gayhart, you probably missed her. She played Brad Pitt's or um, whatever his name was, Cliff Booth's wife in that little flashback scene that was oh, rebecca was that gayhart yes oh, let me ask you this let me ask Love you this rich her. uh-huh what the fuck was the point of that yeah so let me ask you this was what that, was the point of that was that supposed to be 
like a nod to Natalie Wood and uh, Robert Wagner? Maybe. Because like, Robert Wagner, and again, I got obsessed with this. But wasn't that on like point. a cruise ship or something? But it was like a low budget. Like No, it was their like boat. Yeah, but it, it was like a it was like a big boat, right? Yeah, but there was were, only four people on it at the time. Yeah. And it was Robert Wagner, it was Natalie Wood, it was Christopher Walken, and it was their like uh guy who drives the boat for him. Like yeah. whoever, like whatever guy, the guy that worked for the for Wagner. And the and like they claimed that Natalie Wood just like fell overboard and died. Like, no fucking way. And so it's more a, like I think it's a nod to the movie overboard. <laughs> Good film. Yeah, that's a good flick as well. That's a good movie, yeah. But anyway, that was Rebecca Gayhart. But I was confused by that because so much of the stuff in this movie like did happen, like the dates and the like movies yeah. and the TV shows and the characters, like so much of it did happen that when they just threw that in there, I'm like, so but like Robert Wagner wasn't a stunt double like Brad Pitt's character no. was and his wife I don't know. I mean, it did give him another little uh layer like, you know, it's just him and his dog. His dog was awesome, by the way. And you love a good dog. The dog is great. When he goes and he's on set and Kurt Russell's character hates him. And the reason why he hates him is he's like, yeah, the fucking, because his wife is like, that's the guy who killed his wife. What was the point of that? Just to, to establish more, uh, Brad Pitt's character. No, because that scene, as far as I understand it, never happened. If Rebecca Gayhart's going to get work, Ryan, we're going to support it on the podcast. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like, is that, so that scene where he's on the roof and he's thinking about what Leonardo DiCaprio said to him, why he wasn't working that week. Yeah. And there's this whole thing where like, oh, we're just going to, we're just going to shit on Bruce Lee now. So we're by just going to shit on Bruce Lee. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I actually like that because I don't think Bruce Lee was like that. Bruce Lee's daughter apparently is bullshit. She is bullshit. She should but, be. Hey, guess what? Uh, Bruce Lee's daughter it's historical fiction. I don't know Still. if you stuck around to the end, lady, but that's not how it happened. That's well, not th- how it I went down. What I would have been pissed about, too, is they never actually said his name. Who, Bruce Lee's? Yeah. Yeah, but it was, uh, I mean. They kept calling him Cato. Yeah, but it was which also is like, on the Green Hornet. I understand. But like they him. never said the name Bruce Lee. Uh, everyone knows it was him, but they never said the name Bruce Lee. Well, they, and they I kept mean, calling him Cato, which was like a super racist character. <laughs> I know, you but know this was, I mean? it took place in 1969. I understand it's a different time, but the movie itself takes place in 2019. We live in the real world. But so I, what I liked about it was that it establishes Cliff Booth, played by Brad Pitt, as like a guy who can handle himself. Because there are several scenes in the movie <clears> after the fact that you're like, you'd be a little bit more nervous if you didn't realize that he just took on Bruce Lee and was fine. Cause I'm with you at first. I was like, Jesus Christ, nobody can fight Bruce Lee, but it was like a little bit of a back and forth. Bruce Lee did knock him down. Then he threw him into a car. Like nobody died or anything. It was like, a, it was like, you're like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing in a fight. I understand that. But the, at the same time, like you didn't, if, if Quentin Tarantino was so renowned for his dialogue, yeah. work it into the dialogue. You don't need this whole fucking 10 minute scene. No, you gotta show it. You gotta, you gotta show him fighting Bruce Lee. No, you don't. Do you think Bruce Lee would kill Muhammad Ali? Street fight or a, like a ring, in a ring? They're in a ring. Uh, I, think, I think Muhammad Ali wins. Like, like prime for both of them? Like, like I if, it, if yeah. like straight up boxing match, yeah. I think Muhammad Ali beats Bruce Lee. And I think so too. Well, boxing match for sure. But even if it was like a kickboxing match. Like an, MMA, think, like an MMA fight? Yeah, maybe Bruce Lee. I don't Lee. know. No, I yeah. know. He's I fast. was never crazy. I was never crazy into like the Bruce Lee movies and stuff. I, I, bet, I, I bet I would like it. You love him? Yeah. Yeah. I like Brandon Lee more than I like Bruce Lee. That's May, fair to pick say. Pick up the pod. 
couple of couple of pick of the pods. Couple of pick of the pods. Couple of pick of the pods there. Yeah. Uh, but so one of the things, and we're gonna jump around here, obviously, but one of the other things about this movie was the ending. And a lot of people I've read this, which I was shocked by. People were like, this could have been a perfect movie if not for the end. And I thought the ending might have been the best part. And I loved the whole thing. Here's my feel. I was thinking about the ending on my way home from the movie theater last night. Okay. Mm-hmm. In recent history, meaning his last three movies, Quentin yeah. Tarantino has done this thing where he's taken, whether it be Django or Inglorious Bastards or this, right? He's taken historical um, scenarios and yeah. kind of turned them on their ear. Now and like like horrible scenarios. We're talking right. about Hitler, we're talking about slavery, like the sure. worst of the worst. Sure. Now, if I'm here's here's my analogy for this. Okay. Yeah. If I fan out a deck of cards to you, pick, a card, say, any card? pick a card, any card. Uh, first of all, I'm all in. I love this scenario. Right. Okay. Because I know that's why I brought it up. I was thinking yep. about you when I brought yep. this up. I like magic. The second you pull that card out of the deck and I say, look at it, commit it to memory. What's going to happen, Rich? Seven of diamonds. Right. What's going to happen? I just yell it out to you. What? Are you going to fucking see that card again? I have a good chance I might. You will, right? I have a good chance. Well, if you know what you're doing. So if a half hour into the movie, Right. We've established this. I know I've seen every Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. Good right. For you. <laughs> well, I, I think anybody who goes and is, is excited about this movie has seen all of his movies. Right? Most likely. For Most sure. likely. For sure. So you set that trait. You set that up. I already know there's a twist coming. Like, I already know it. Like, and it took you two, two hours and 30 minutes after that to just fucking get to the point. But you, did, you still didn't know exactly how it was going to go. And don't give me the shit with the character development. And the, and the, there was, like, let, me, let me tell you this. There's a little bit of character development. There was a huge amount of character, uh, an excessive amount no, but of character this is, development. This is, this is how I came from it. So I'm just watching the movie. I'm enjoying the movie. I am laughing, Ryan. I had a lot of good hearty laughs out there. I was watching the movie by myself, although it was a packed theater. But I was, as far as people I knew it was just me and I'm laughing out loud, really enjoying my time. And there, there's the violence, there's the characters that I like. And then I'm, I'm thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, they're going to, are they going to kill Sharon Tate and cut out her baby of eight and a half months and like do that shit and like write pig on the wall and kill everybody. And then it was probably like an hour and a half into the movie, maybe, maybe even like two hours. And then I thought to myself, Nope. Like Inglorious Bastards. Like just think back to Inglorious Bastards. It took you Bastards. that long to figure that out? It, it did. I wasn't 100% sure they were going to do it. I wasn't 100% sure. But then I knew it like before it happened, but I didn't know it was going to play out the way that it did. Not like that. You didn't know like, it was going to happen. How do you know for sure? You know it wasn't going to happen. And I think, and this is where, like I said at the top, like this is where I get it. Okay. Yeah. This, I get it because, you know, everything I've read ever since seeing that movie, I get the fact that. You know, Quentin Tarantino loved this era of Hollywood, like this golden era of Hollywood Westerns and that he loves spaghetti Westerns and that they brought that in there for some fucking no reason. That was the same movie. They don't go to Italy and come back. It's the same movie. Well, it's good stuff, though. It's 20 no, minutes. He had to go over there. Yeah. No, he, he was, didn't. He's like a failing actor here. He had to go. Yeah, well, he did. He had to go over there. No, he, he met didn't. his wife. Well, he you wouldn't have had his wife. You could have had it out. Yeah, yeah, she's useless. That character's useless. She was important. She had some good lines in there. In Italian that you didn't understand. No, but I could tell. I mean, I just thought it added a little what the French would call a je ne sais quoi. And then, and then, like she has three people murdered in her house, and then you don't never see her again because then Leonardo DiCaprio is like, oh yeah, she took like four sleeping pills. Like she's going to bed. Like 
You go to bed after seeing someone hit with a flamethrower in your pool. Well, if you put you know that many you know pills in her, she's a little girl, so like she's oh, gonna she's Christ gonna sake. go take a snooze. But I um, thought Ryan, so you, me, and a lot of people that are listening to this podcast are probably very very familiar with Tarantino movies. But at the same time, if you aren't, I think the whole time you're watching it, there is sort of like this cloud hanging over you, like this is fun and everything, but it's about to be disgusting. And, like, and this, even if even if, the, even if there is a slight twist, there's still the chance that you watch the Manson family in their like, like at least part of what they did, and it's just a disgusting, disgusting outcome. And the thing that I, I will make a concession. So one of the scenes that I really, really liked was the scene where um, Brad Pitt shows up at Spawn Spawn Ranch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which and is they're all because that built. Yeah, that built like so much tension that was good and then you saw so many members of the manson family right you it's saw Tex for the first time it's so creepy fuck lena dunham by the way fuck oh lena dunham. so there's only a couple of worst parts for me and one of them's lena dunham i can't she stinks at everything all right yeah. so yeah. uh you know she's living with her parents again good for she her move back in with her parents yeah good, she's good yeah. for her she sucks and um oh, so the whole scene with bruce that Dern scene and how and he's kind of building like building yeah. building 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 and then nothing happens yeah I thought, like, part of me was angry that nothing happened, but but now, at least he punched. He, what's the he punched some dude in the face? So that was that was cool, and that was cool. He was like, "Fix it." Um, what's his name? Uh, Steve Grogan, who's also a real guy. Yeah, he's a real dude. He's a whole part of the Manson family, or whatever. And yeah, th- that whole scene. But at that point, you had already seen the Bruce Lee scene, right? I think you'd already seen that. Yeah, but so, they've like, been talking about about uh, what's his name? They've been talking Cliff about Booth. Cliff Booth the whole how much of a bit because he. Yeah. You didn't need what I'm saying is like you didn't need that Bruce Lee scene. There was no, a lot but, of stuff that kind of was like yeah. non sequitur bullshit. And then that's what Quentin Tito does. But like not that poorly. He never he never does it this poorly. But anyway, the the that whole part was weird with Dakota Fanning and then with Bruce Dern and it was but crazy. He, but yeah, through that dialogue, build, build a whole it, bunch of suspense. And you think like when Tex is coming back on the horse, you think oh they're going to have it out uh, and they're yeah. already gone. And then he's already gone. Yeah, exactly. Which is, which is great. So you know that they're going to meet up again. Oh, for sure. The, yeah, so you right. definitely know about that. And then I thought that's what was good, too, if you jump back to the end. And so you already know how much of a badass he is. But now he does the acid-dipped cigarette. So you're like, well, now he's, like, not 100%. So, like, because before, if he was, like, sober or had, like, three beers mm-hmm. and those guys showed up, they already built him up to being such a badass that he, he would have no problem. He would kill two girls in text. Right. But because he's like kind of loopy, you're like, well, maybe this will be kind of a fair fight now. Uh, still wasn't. It still, was not a fair still, fight. Still wasn't. It was not a fair. But let me to finish my thought. So I saw in this movie, and this is my own take. Uh, Cliff Booth represents old Hollywood. That okay. machismo Western, like tough guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie is I've, I've, I've read this in other articles, too, but she's supposed to represent like that that era of the 60s. That's like, you know, everyone love each like free love and everyone love each other and optimism and all this stuff. And it's coming at the end, the end of the 60s. Right. Yeah. That I get. And then in real life, like her death to in somehow in Quentin Tarantino's mind signified like the end of this, literally the end of the 60s. Yeah, which was like that. We know the '60s are associated with this, like the party at the Playboy Mansion, yeah. and like the music and all yeah. that stuff. And that, that in a sense, that died with her. Yeah, I could see that. That that's my take. And then, sure. and then Rick Dalton, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, is caught in the middle. Yeah, 
he's part of both worlds and he doesn't, he's trying to figure it out. And he has these, basically these two people, because the whole thing is he's trying to ascend this driveway mm-hmm. and just make it to a pool party. He says that. And at the end he does. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea of the movie is not lost on me. Okay. Right. Yeah. You just didn't like the execution. The way it was executed. I thought it was sloppy. Like there was a scene with Leonardo DiCaprio and Timothy, Timothy Oliphant when he's like introducing himself. Yes. And there's these weird cuts. I didn't like really, it, I, I didn't understand that. I was, I was like, unless they were trying to show you that they were talking even longer and it was just like a, like this whole thing of them, like maybe, know each other. I don't looked, know. It looks stupid. That I didn't really understand that. I wasn't and really sure what was going on there. At the end of the movie, right. When you're supposed to have this huge payoff, and we were joking about it in the car. The 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 girl Ryan and I were joking about mm-hmm. it in the car. It was like someone on the editing room was like, "Dude, you need to fucking speed this up." So they bring in a narrator for no reason, who's Kurt Russell's voice. Who's, yeah, but he was in earlier. Character. He was there earlier though. Yeah, but the for like one thing. In, yeah, okay. but it's like right. it's not throughout. No, it's not throughout. But there, he was there earlier. I think that yeah. I mean, he was, he was probably speeding it up a little. And bit. And that was the, and someone's like, "Dude, we got to pay this off." And like, it's already two and a half hours. Like you have. 10 minutes to wrap this up. Yeah, it was a and like, all right, well, we, ne- we, need to add, we need to add a narrator now and explain who everybody... And that's the other thing that bothered me, too, is like, you needed to know what happened to Sharon Tate going into this movie. But I think most people do. Most people do. Charles Manson like, is one of the most notorious, like, evil people of sure. all time. But, like, they not, might not necessarily know. Like, I was talking to people. They got... Uh, what's her name? Um, who's the other girl? Uh, Patty Hearst. And Sharon Tate mixed up. Oh, come on. Patty like, Hearst? Well, Patty Hearst was part of that whole thing, too. No, but Patty Hearst was just kidnapped and right. then was like Stockholm Syndrome. And then right. she's there. They got, they got them both mixed up. Oh, okay. No, you know but Sharon, I mean? so, to, to me, Sharon Tate, I mean, I guess if you're a movie fan, you know that she was with Roman Polanski. She was a young actress. She was super pregnant. And Charles Manson, everybody knows who Charles Manson is, for fuck's sake. Yeah, and the other thing that they built too that like they never paid off where it's like Charlie's gonna love you, Charlie's gonna love you, and then you never yeah. saw Charlie. You never saw Charles Manson. He was really he once. He was in it so little, I was shocked. And the whole time you saw how much he was in the movie in the trailer. But Charles Manson didn't go to the house the night. No, he Sharon didn't. Tate was I, under- I understand, but okay. like you know, he should. I don't know, like that that whole thing. But yeah, you never really it. saw him at the ranch, and then so there's there's conflicting things about whether or not Charles Manson in real life actually went and scouted out the house. They're saying it's possible. So the reality is, Charles Manson thought he was going to be a musician of some sort. Yeah, sort of like Hitler thought he was going to be an artist. Right. So Charles Hitler Manson was an artist. Uh, well, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so Charles, not good enough. So yeah. Charles Manson thought he was going to be a musician. And this guy, Terry Melcher, was a record producer. He lived at that house at where right. Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski moved into. And so he did visit Terry Melcher there at one point. So whether whether or not he knew he still lived there or not at the time of the attack, I guess, is still like up for debate. And maybe even like there's conflicting views on that. Um, but what's crazy, like the what if game in reality is – if Terry, if if Charles Manson sent this attack when Terry Melcher still lived there, who also lived at that house, was I think uh, the lead singer of that Paul Revere and the Raiders band, yeah, and Candace Bergen, Murphy Brown, yeah. So Charles Manson's family could have killed Candace Bergen, and then and we the wouldn't have had Murphy Brown, and my had Murphy and Brown. Judy, and then my mother wouldn't have not known what, what to do in the early 90s. What would we have done? And on the other part of it was when Polanski and Sharon Tate moved in and Polanski was overseas making a movie. So Sharon Tate was there with JC bring with the, uh, 
Folger company lady and, yeah. and the other guy. And some guy was there. But that's the thing. Like they, they talk about those. It, when the narrator was talking, he was yeah. talking about these characters. Like you should know who they are. And, well, and some, by some rights you should, but like, what was the, the guy's name was like Voitech or something like that. Uh, I, f- I forget, but it was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was two dudes. JC bring was one of them. And then it was the Folgers, uh, Eris, and it was Sharon Tate. But, uh, they were friends with Quincy Jones and he was invited to go there that night and he didn't go. Think about that. Quincy uh, Jones could have been fucking murdered. No, why didn't, so why not put Quincy Jones in this movie? Uh, he probably was. I read that there was, um, a few characters who were in it. I guess Tim Roth, James Marsden, uh, and somebody else all filmed scenes for the movie and they got cut. There's uh, no James. You're, Marsden try, played you're Burt telling Reynolds. me. Yeah, you're telling me that stuff was cut out of this movie. Yeah, James Marsden played Burt Reynolds. And a uh, this guy Danny Strong played uh, Dean Martin because they were in the Wrecking Crew. So that movie that Sharon Tate goes to see right. at the theater. That's a real movie. What you a fucking weird scene that was. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not. Everyone's got their thing. What's with the feet? That's Tarantino's thing. That's every one of his movies. Dirty he's a, feet. He's a foot fetish guy. Every and a, single and, movie and, and, and butt shots. Watch them all. Shots. It's it's feet and butts. It's that feet, guy. Feet and butts. He loves feet. That guy. Uh, <laughs> you know he cranks his own horn to his movies. You know he does. Uh, yeah, for sure. There's that one scene in From Dust Till Dawn that he wrote in where it's like Selma Hayek just like sticks her feet in his mouth. Like yeah. wait, the actor Tarantino gets to suck on Selma Hayek's feet. It's gross. Uh, yeah. No, it's uh, it's something. But as for Margot Robbie, now we've already known this, but she is. What's the word? Like, I don't even know how to properly say it. She's the best looking person in the history of the world. I think there would, if she were to walk into the same room I was inhabiting, I would have, I I would have a tough time looking directly at her. Yes. Not because I just, I wouldn't feel like I should. I've been giving this a lot of thought because there are a lot of good looking people out there and everybody has Mm -hmm. like their favorites or whatever. And I don't even know if she's necessarily my favorite because she's almost like, it's like otherworldly. Like, and I was, as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, if there was like a Dr. Frankenstein and he was like creating like a woman or, or for example, say you wanted to like an alien race was coming over and you wanted to give like the best of the best example of what like a human woman would look like. It would be her. Like there, cause they could be like, Oh, it's like so-and-so's eyes and so-and-so's like cheeks and so-and-so's like neck. And so no, just her, it'd be, it would just be her. It's insane. And there's a there's a personality there. There's a depth of personality there too. That like it's it, I'm serious. Like watching interviews with her and listening to her talk. Oh, she's and awesome. I think and I think the idea again was to that's what people talk. If you hear people talk about Sharon Tate, those they say the exact same things. I think it was like the perfect person to play her. And I guess Sharon Tate's family has like seen it and they were like so happy with it. They were like, you really embodied like what Sharon Tate was like. And you see old pictures of Sharon Tate and you're right. Like Sharon Tate was basically Margot Robbie of the late sixties. And like, who knows what her career could have been? Well, now we can, if we get a, maybe it is this, this. we yeah. get a five hour sequel to yeah. this movie or like mm-hmm. a six hour director's cut of this movie, which maybe I'll watch. We'll, you, which you'll watch. Which is, it's ridiculous. I'll watch it back. It's a back. ridiculous thing. But like, just to go back, like to break down some of the scenes, like I love the scene with Leonardo DiCaprio and the little girl, like any scene that him and the little girl were together. Well, and so that, that was one of the ones I was going to say that I was like, 
here we go. This is sort of like death proof. Like it was almost yeah. like so much that like, so the so, first, the first scene with him and the girl, um, even me was like, all right, this is getting a little long, but to me, it was a huge payoff when you jump ahead to the scene that they're in together. And then you see her reaction to him being like, mister, that was the best acting I've ever seen. Right. So the, when they're speaking to each other, that's great. Mm-hmm. What I had a problem with is when they show Rick Dalton, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Rick Dalton filming scenes, those are way too long. I, 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 I agree with you that they're, they're long, but I think to me, there was a payoff. Like I understand why he left so much of it in, because I think it meant more like when he does the whole scene and he's doing the whole thing with Timothy Olfant and you're like, Jesus Christ, this is a long scene, but then you see him break and he's like line. And then he does it. And then he goes into his trailer and he's freaking out at himself. That's another good out scene. there. Like I yeah. thought that was awesome. And like, to me, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to win best actor for this year. And he and did because really, of stuff like that. Yeah. And um, there was this little thing, like he had a lisp. I mean, not a lisp, but a stutter. Yes. When he wasn't acting, he had a stutter. Like yeah, there I, were I little like things early like on that in the thing too. When he was yeah. talking to Pacino. And yeah. that's the other thing. Like the Pacino scene wasn't with, great. The scene with the Pacino, Pacino in the beginning, basically telling him like, you're done. Like you have yeah. to go to Italy to do this stuff. And he has like that breakdown in the parking lot. And like, you know, Booth gives him his glasses. And he's like, you know, don't cry in front of the valet or something like that. Yeah. I think he actually says, don't cry in front of the Mexicans. This is what he says. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, um, he did. What he said. yeah. And uh, that was a good scene. Schwarz. You didn't need <laughs> to bring him. You didn't need to bring him in later. But you know, you didn't need the whole Italy thing. You didn't need that. Yeah. But the Italy thing, I feel like didn't take that long. Did it? That was like 10 minutes. Well, I think it was just, it felt longer than it was. Cause it was towards the end of the movie. Well, you take out the Italy thing and then you take the driver th- driving thing out. That's an hour. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I would have been asking for more. If, the, if this movie was only um, an hour and 45, like give me some more. But like there was a, it's just a lot of long, like not long shots, like from far away, but like long. Like, I know, but I'm shots. Like, most you know what of I mean? them I thought had payoffs to them. But like, no, but it, what I'm saying is like you would follow so like a tracking shot of somebody walking from one place to the other, like walking from the trailer to the set. Yeah. Like well, that was way too long. But don't you want to know how we got there? And like the lady explained, oh, how do I get to like, was it called like the Western bar? And she's like, oh, yeah. you walk this way to take a right, take a left. <laughs> how do I get to hair and makeup? Oh, you walk right back the way it came. Should be, you know, like, well, it's show, and kind of showing you that, you know, he's a guy, he doesn't really know what's going on. You know, he's just like, trying to do his lines. It just seems like there was so much. Okay. There was so much fat and not enough steak. Well, you know what the fat does? Give it flavor. Well, that's again, to, to, to put a, to put a bow on that analogy, like, go ahead. The stuff that was good was really, really good. Oh, so good. I loved at the beginning when they were going through Rick Dalton's like acting career and they're like jumping around and they're like giving the audience a taste of like what he was, the show he was on, what he's doing. And that scene when they introduced the flamethrower was fucking laugh out loud funny when he's like, ah, can we do something about the heat? And they're like, it's a flamethrower, Rick. <laughs> like, and then stupid me, I was like, well, I just like saw the flamethrower thing and then was like, oh, that's the end of the flamethrower. And then when he brings the flamethrower, you back knew that thing was movie, coming back when like, he said like he trained yeah. it, and I think he said he kept it. I think he actually says he kept it when, oh, I think he did too. When, when he's talking to Oliphant and he's like, oh yeah, I still have it. And like he was talking to him about it. So and he's, he's back, like, I was almost in it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Going back to the ending again, which I happen to love. But when Brad Pitt, and you're not really sure because you're like, oh shit, like is he too messed up where he's going to be able to fight? And when he turns and he fires that can at, at I think it might have been Sadie's face, it just... I, la- 
I laughed out loud. I did too. It was amazing. That whole scene was amazing. And then those guys like not knowing what to do or the scene where, cause he thinks he's just tripping out and he's like, are you real? And Tex has like a gun. Oh my God. To stop. I loved it. This is the worst, the worst delivered line I have ever heard in a movie. No, no Tex. Tex. What does he say to him when he says, are you real? What does Tex look him in the face, pointing a gun at him? What does he say? It's the remember. worst. I was, I was so it's smiling. worse than I'm a fiend for mojitos. Do you want to know what he says? I, well, I, yeah, what, it would remind me. I'm as real as a donut, motherfucker. Yeah, not great. That's no, it's not great. It's that's, not great. Quentin Tarantino's known for his awesome dialogue. That's awesome dialogue? Well, Listen, two hours and 45 minutes, they're not all going to be winners. I think this dude's getting a free pass for this movie. No, he's not. It's yes, too he good. No, and I think part of it is, and like I don't even know if it's him or not. We talked about this earlier, but but Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are so good. And then Margot Robbie, who's really not in it that much, are all so good. But like Brad Pitt to me, it was his character was sort of like Inglorious Bastards and Ocean's Eleven, like kind of combined. It was just like you have. Steve McQueen was in the movie. Remember, there was a part with Steve McQueen. Oh, the original like, badass. Steve he was McQueen. he was talking about how and he, it was he got this, he got the role he, he got the great escape and and Leonardo DiCaprio didn't. That's what I'm talking about. But like he was talking about there's a great exposition where like Steve McQueen is sitting across the pool and he's like, let me tell you a story. And he's talking to this woman who I, I look like the woman from the boys, the girl with the Wolverine claws. It looked like her. Oh, it might have been. been. It might have been. Oh, Popclaw might have been. Yeah, it looked like Popclaw. So. He's talking to her and he explains to her the relationship between Sharon Tate, Roman Polanski and Jay Sebring. Like yeah. he, he explains that whole thing. Yes. You don't need a cutaway. You don't need like this whole thing. Like he did the rest of the movie. You could have just done something clever like that with Steve McQueen, the coolest guy in the world explaining that to you. But anyway, I yeah. feel like Rick Dalton was the embodiment of like a Steve McQueen or like that, like John Wayne or like someone like that. Cool. You so I know feel like I mean? Your biggest problem with it was there was just too much filler. It was almost like a Marvel Netflix series. And it was like, it, it just murked up the whole thing. Okay. Like, I feel like the, there was 45 minutes of awesome movie. Oh here. my God. You got, you got that. You got, I would say two forty-five, but okay. 45. No, there's in my mind, there was 45 minutes of like, yes. And then when a scene happened, I think I, a couple times I said it out loud, I was like, yes, like do that. But then you're left with, Two more hours. I just honestly, I liked how Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt talked. Like they could just talk about anything. And I was interested. And like every scene that they were in, I was interested. And I'm not even a big DiCaprio fan. And the other thing I've realized. Do you feel like he looked, this is the first time he's looked old? Yeah, maybe. You might be right. And because it's great. If you see him now, like paparazzi pictures, I think I might be in better shape than him. He's got a little beer gut. He does. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But it's like for a guy that everybody's obsessed with. But he's, like, definitely, oh. he's definitely not as boyish as no. he used to be. But I've also noticed that Brad Pitt is legit in like 10 of my favorite 20 movies of all time. Fight Club, True Romance, Snatch, Seven. Ocean's Eleven is not one of my top 20, but like I really like it. Um, what else is he in that I love? Uh, this. Inglorious Bastards. Like the guy's got a nice. You're run. Gonna, is this is this in top ten your favorite movies of all time? Mm. Mr. Recency Bias. Mr. Recency Bias would 
would definitely put it top 25, not top 10. Not top, top 10? 10. Okay, top good. Too much. Now, you're, now you're making a little more sense. Well, top 10's a little much. I kind of want to say that just to kind of needle you, but I I'm can't. As, I'm as real as a donut, motherfucker. Okay, you're picking out one line that wasn't great. No, there was another and one. Also, let's, fa- let's face it. Tex, I, I don't right think Tex was the smartest guy in the world joining up with the Manson family. But again, you have a director who's known for his dialogue, and that's the best line you can come up with. So uh, Maya Hawk, who played Linda Caspian. You're just going to move on? Yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, we, we don't have a lot of time left here, Ryan. So Linda Caspian. And so I, I've told this on the podcast before. I had a, uh, I wouldn't say obsession, because that's too strong of a term, with serial killers. But I used to do a lot of research on serial killers. Sure. I, th- I find them fascinating. And maybe that's sick about me, but whatever. I find it fascinating. And Charles Manson's sort of like something else. Like he's more of like a cult leader. But anyway, yeah, because he didn't. He, he like he's only got convicted of like one murder. Yeah, like he physically. I don't even know if he killed anybody. Like maybe yeah. one. And so Linda Caspian, <clears throat> and that's played by Maya Hawk, and she's the from Robin from uh, mm-hmm. Stranger Things, she's daughter of Uma and Ethan Hawk. Yes, and she's the one that just takes off. Yeah. And so in reality, she didn't take off, but. She was the one that, as all that shit was going down that night, was like, oh, my God, this is too much. And she ended up testifying against them. Yes. So it's kind of a nice little twist. Like, that's basically what she probably wanted to do was just take off. But anyway, she had, a, she had like, two lines in there where she sounded identical to Uma Thurman. And like they were, her, when her she's voice was, the, like, identical. Yeah. And when she's sitting in the back of the car and, like, yeah. there's, it's, like, a kind of a dark scene. Yeah. She looks exactly like her. It's it's, un, it's uncanny. Now, let me ask you this question. Here's a question that no one's asking. Okay. Right? Yeah. Remember that time when Kill Bill came out and, like, Uma Thurman, like, said it, but she didn't, like, basically, like, saying, like, Tarantino's, like, kind of a fucking creep. Or he, yeah. there was, there was no, like, the they had thing. a really weird relationship. Well, because they ended up going out after she broke up with Ethan Hawke or got divorced. They ended okay. up going out. Her and Tarantino went out, and there was, like, these weird stories about how, didn't he, like, spit in her face or, like, okay. this fucked up stuff? Yeah. So... I'm Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke, right? Letting my daughter be around this guy. Is that bad parenting? You're a parent. Uh, it seems like either bad parenting or those other stories were exaggerated. Maybe. Yeah, right? but there was like, like some weird fucking stories about There was some kids. weird stuff, but if all those stories were true, then like you just wouldn't let her in this movie. Exactly. But I don't know. Kevin Smith's know. daughter was in this movie too. Saw her for a hot minute. She was in there for a second. She was yep. one of the uh, Manson family people um luke perry this is his last film ever he and, played uh wayne Mon- monder he's a real may, guy too, whatever may, that is. may he rest may he rest in peace and find yeah, his eternal fun. rest but why the fuck was he in this movie you gotta have you had to have him in there no you did not i thought it was important to have him um hey boston <laughs> kurt russell what's with dead. the fucking the, kurt russell again dead. kurt russell is that the guy from death proof uh that's the guy from Death Proof. Is it like? Is it because he's wearing like the same jacket? It's also the guy from Overboard. That's a callback. <laughs> That's a callback. Um, one thing I did catch that I thought Michael was really Madsen cool, was in this Italian scene names. One of the um, when they were talking. So one of the when they're doing the uh, the Italian thing. Yeah, they say one of the movies was directed by Antonio Margaretti. Which is a name the guy uses in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, awesome. See, they're all, like, it's all that's Tarantino verse. That was one thing I caught. It was one of the names. I think it was Antonio Margaretti, where I'm like, and wasn't there, wasn't there a Margaretti? Like, remember that scene? That's great. I think Red Apple Cigarettes made an appearance too. Of course too. they did. And the I Wolf's don't... Tooth, Wolf Tooth Dog Food or whatever the hell it was. Isn't that a thing too? Oh, it might be. Yep. Yeah. 
nothing wrong with nothing wrong with all that. Just another great film, Ryan. It's not though. Um. So after Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, and this. Is there another thing from history you would like Tarantino to do a film of? No, I really want to see him do the Star Trek movie. He's been talking about like an R-rated no, you Star don't. Trek really? movie. I mean, you he said Star Trek. He said if he could do an R-rated Star Trek, it would be his last movie. Like he'd be don't, done. But don't you? You had a good idea on Twitter today about what I did. I have a. You want me to pitch that? Since yes. People don't follow me on Twitter. Yeah. So my idea, me. since now we're in the time frame where this could actually happen, right? You have Kill Bill Volume Three. Where it's basically you have the bride and you have Bibi, her daughter. Yep. Bibi played by Maya Hawk. Perfect. Because now they look like each other, right? And I haven't figured it out if they're like down on their luck or like or somehow like they're still doing like I would assume she thing. trained she trained her to be an assassin. Right. Because too. and she and the whole idea is that like people are still out there looking for me, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to be and like the daughter's either reluctant or what I think would be even better if she likes it too much. Oh, that's good too. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's good. And then what you do because she left uh, L Driver Daryl Hannah alive, right? So now you have there are in samurai, you know, Japanese movies there are these blind swordsmen or you know, Love who it. are like somehow better, like Daredevil kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now you have L Driver find the daughter of Vernita Green, played by Vivica A. Fox. I was gonna say because that is for sure what they would do for a Kill Bill Volume Three because she yeah. has like. You know that what? conversation. Yes. If you, if you grow up and you come want to find, find me. me. Yep. And yeah. she will. And that, I think Tarantino's even like mentioned that like a while ago, like, Hey, if we did one, like it'd be cool. And like, that would be, that would be sort of the storyline. And then you would have basically L driver. And I think her name is Nikki, right? Her daughter's name is Nikki. Yeah, that sounds right. Create like their own team. And like, what's her Daryl Hannah L driver becomes like the new bill. I would, I would watch that's the a, shit out of that. That's a movie. And then... And somehow Hitler time travels. Yes. But it's like and a mother-daughter thing, but like... The bride you know. ends up meeting a man. She doesn't need a man, but she yeah. meets a man. His name? John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a movie. That's, the, that's an idea of a movie. And know? then they meet Cliff Booth. Cliff Booth, a very Bruce elderly, an elderly <laughs> Cliff Booth. <laughs> well, I love this movie. Do you think Who teaches be, them the ancient art of ash kicking. You think there's going to be Oscar buzz for this movie? To quote Billy Eichner, there's a lot of, a lot, a lot of Oscar buzz. Could be Brad's year. Could be Brad's uh, year. I think for Brad and Leonardo DiCaprio, I think yes. I don't think, I don't think, um, I think Margot Robbie could get supporting. Just she I think did, this movie's going to get like buzz. She didn't, say, she didn't, wasn't in it enough. Well, supporting though. But she wasn't in it enough. Like she wasn't like. She's breathtaking. That's fine, but okay. Okay, I will tell you this right now. You want to do Gail, the character you know breakdown? Also, you know who's also breathtaking is Gail Gadot, but I think Margot Robbie's like Gal Gadot. Gail, I'm Gail Gadot. She doesn't sound like that. Come on, <laughs> no, she doesn't. But uh, uh, Kate McKinnon was on like Kimmel uh, yeah. Fallon or something. She did an yeah. amazing impression of her. I'm Gal Gadot, and she's like Kate. What, I, I have a deeper voice, but I so I can't do like the husky girl voice. She's oh, that's like, all right. She's like, what do you do for for enjoyment? I, and she's like, I like to go to the Maldives with Maldives with my children and watch them run on the beach. And Kate McKinnon's like, I like to watch Dateline. <laughs> uh, um, fuck. Quick character breakdown. Sure. Hit me with it. So I thought, so Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. Awesome. Um, six out of six across the board. Emil Hirsch they, as Jay uh, Sebring, whatever. Whatever. Nothing. Uh, the girl who played Pussycat, who was like the hitchhiker. That was such a weird scene. Yeah, that was a such that. a weird scene. But you had to get him there. You it's had more to get driving. There. 
You had to get. I mean, the other you know thing what they should have asked for? What? A good steering wheel that don't fly off while you're driving. A small car. No room why for mother-in-law. Make, why would we make it too small? <laughs> so you can't feed your Dinky. mother-in-law. Timothy Oliphant. That was James fine. Stacey, like him. Fine. Uh, the little girl was good. She was good. Uh, the guy who played Tex had Awful. a terrible line. You're right. Stunk. Dakota Fanning played Squeaky. I didn't even rec. She was like, I almost didn't recognize her. No, you wouldn't. If I didn't know she was in the movie, I would not have Same. recognized her. Same. Uh, Bruce Dern played George Spawn, which again, pretty good. as crazy as it is, that's a real story. Like yep. he, he was a guy who had like a lot where they film movies. And then mm-hmm. Charles Manson basically had his girls like have sex with him to have the land. Like it's fucked so up. Like, yeah. That's, but if you're a, man. that's the real deal. They bought uh, crafts out there getting handies. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bruce Lee. Didn't need, to, didn't need to be there. Luke Perry, I know you liked. Luke Perry didn't need to be there. Steve, Steve McQueen, McQueen, the guy who played Steve McQueen, he actually looked like Steve McQueen at that he, time. He did. He was a good Steve McQueen. Yeah. I thought Al Pacino was the worst Sh- actor in the movie. Nope. We're getting to it. Marvin Schwartz. He he's lost his fastball completely. He's, yeah. And I, I've, I've always been a De Niro greater than Pacino guy. Always. Always. Are you still? Yes. De Niro's, De, Niro's, De Niro's better than Pacino is what you're saying. De Niro's five best are better than Pacino's five best, and De Niro's resume better than Pacino's resume. However, however you want to stack it up, we might have better. to. We might have to do hot cold. Like, De are De you more Pacino. of a Pacino guy? I don't know, but that would be something to. That's explore. actually a good episode. Just De Niro versus Pacino. Yeah. All right. Good. And we pick a side, and you know, I like it. Debate. Right. Embrace debate. Yes. Kurt Russell. Always. Good. Uh, always plays the same dude. Yep. Zoe Bell. Uh, I can like tell you. Yep. I can tell you this. I love Zoe Bell. How can you not? But yeah, I have no training. No. I am a better actor than Zoe Bell right now. Well, no classical training right now. You've seen me in plays. She's a stunt woman, right? I have seen you in plays. No, I know she, I, she can't not, act for shit. Well, no, she doesn't have to. She did in this movie, and she did it poorly. Michael Madsen plays Sheriff Hackett on. Oh Downey my God! Law. Speaking of losing your fast, how oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Look at the whiskey bloat on that guy. Well, Reservoir Dogs came out like 20 he's seconds got, He's got the fucking neckerchief tied around his neck. It almost doesn't go around. It's got this little tiny ah, knot because his he, neck is so fat. He needs the extension. Uh, the guy who played Charles Manson was barely in the goddamn movie. I can't wait to see him in Mindhunters, though. I saw that too. trailer. That, he looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, Maya Hawk, we mentioned Lin, uh, Linda Caspian. She's great. Uh, Lena Dunham. Fart face. Absolute <laughs> fart face. Get off my screen. And then there's like a million other people. Apparently, Rumor Willis was one of the. Uh, yeah, I didn't even. I couldn't even tell. Her career is going great. You didn't even know she was in the movie. <laughs> like someone had to tell me that after the fact. Nah, not great. Not not great. But anyway, Ryan, that's uh, that's going to be it for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think it's unanimous. No, it's not. We got to keep this going. We got to keep going for another hour and a half. <laughs> like, you want to do a Tarantino episode? Yeah, let's do a Tarantino episode where we I just could, like. I could do two hours and forty five minutes on this. This was so good. I can't wait to see it again. It was self-indulgent nonsense. After the after we hang up this call, I will never see or speak of this movie again. You're I'm wrong. Not gonna, I'm having I'm a not viewing gonna, party over here. I am I'm gonna, not. I'm going to fucking clockwork orange your eyes. And you're don't talk. This. Don't talk to me on Twitter about it. Don't love give it. me the no. Nope, it's I'm, at R Von D. If you want to tell him how good it I is. Don't tell me. I don't give a fuck what you think about this movie. I don't care if you think it's the greatest movie buzz. in the world. I don't care if it wins all the Oscars. It's I hated win. it. It's going to take home all the Academy Awards. Okay, let me clarify. Yeah. I didn't just to put it just to put it in perspective. I yeah. didn't 
I didn't hate the movie. It sounds like you hated it. No. And this is what I want to clarify. Uh-huh. I didn't hate the movie. I hate the fact that so many people loved it. I loved it. You shouldn't have. I am, Ryan, I am you in shouldn't love have. with it. I you am shouldn't so have. in love you with this movie. Be. I can't think be. of anything that I didn't like about it. Ryan, there That's was a flamethrower. No, you, you admitted it. <laughs> Can to the face. I'm in. I'm in for the can to the face. I'm in for a good pooch. Dude, can to the face was amazing. The dog was amazing. I think, you know, there's a, a, not me, but there's people out there who are now talking about, you know, the casual, such casualness that Quentin Tarantino has in respect to his violence towards women. There's a lot of that. I know, but that. I, I think he gets a free pass if it's Manson family. See, you already you said free pass. I well, if it's Manson family women, I'm not. I'm very anti-violence against women. Trust me. But when it comes to the Manson family, go nuts. Well, someone's coming at you with a knife. I understand, but that Thank was you. excessive. Banging her head off the mantle, smacking her into the phone. But you know what was excessive? What was what the Manson family really did to Sharon sure. Tate? Sure, and that's. I'm not excusing that, Richard. No. But this is a, this is a like dramatization in the movie. I'm not saying that's okay. It's, it's historical fiction, Ryan. Yeah. Um, they did a really nice job. Uh, again, there were about 40 minutes of this movie. Yeah. That were clear, far and away Oscar-worthy scenes. Yeah. A lot of Oscar buzz. That being said, there's still two hours of this movie that's uh, bloated, self-indulgent nonsense. I wish it was longer. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. But, Ryan... Uh, agree to disagree. We're going to agree to disagree. And you know what? <laughs> I know, I know I'm kind of like stepping in it right now, but like, I got a lot of, no, you're not. Uh, I think this is good. And Hey, promise me this. Yeah. Unlike Jurassic world. I'm not going to back. I'm not going to back down from this. I'm not going to back down from this because again, I think you're a giant dickhead for your take, but I, I, I don't want you to back down. You'd be and I think bigger I said, coward. If you back down, I get it. Yeah. I get the idea the execution because people were like, you just didn't get it. Like I know I get it. It was the best movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm glad. <laughs> I am so glad. I'm so glad that people can see this movie I and say like, love I love it. it. And they had such a good time in the movies. You know, that makes me happy that other people are happy. Yeah. I'm, I was very happy. About um, it. Ryan, good. let me ask you this in all seriousness. Yeah. Fair to say that Rebecca Gayhart is back. Uh, she, she's, uh, I tell you what, she's, uh, she's my favorite yeah. woman. She's my favorite woman of all time. I know now, that she, uh, apparently gets separated from Eric Dane like last year, which is a shame. I thought they're, I thought they're divorced. Yeah. They, I she's, no, I think she's they on the market now. That's good news for your boy. Uh, is um, it? you know what I never that's too loud. She was with Brett Ratner for a while. Don't yeah. like that. Yeah. Don't. So was Olivia Munn. So that's like, pfft. He's living the dream. Oh wait, no. She, yeah. uh, he propositioned her, and she was like, Ugh. "She's like serious question." In the history of Hollywood, mm-hmm. do you think anybody had the three-year stretch that Rebecca Gayhart did when she went from Scream Two to Urban Legend to Jawbreaker? I I saw I saw today. I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes, and I was looking at all That's the reviews. No. Yeah. I was looking at, oh no, I'm getting somewhere with that. Okay. I'm getting I'm getting to. Uh, I was looking at all the reviews, and on the bottom they have like those lists. Yeah, right. I love a list. Um, and it was they ranked all of the teen romantic teen comedies from 1999. They ranked them all. There's 19 of them. 
19 teen comedies. Teen romantic comedy. Jawbreaker was dead last. Not a romantic comedy. Well, it was like it's a dark comedy. It was like a high school, yeah. yeah but there sexy was like, teen drama, comedy drama. It was supposed drama, to be like Heather's in the nineties, but that yeah. movie stunk. Mm, not true. Rebecca Gayhart, <laughs> Rose McGowan. Because Rebecca Gayhart's in it. She was really good in it too. Let's be honest. She played Julie Freeman. She was very good. So uh, I right. don't know what Quentin Tarantino's deal is. We got to figure it out. To me, he's still on the Turbo Team. I know you would suggest that he's not. No, I'm not team. saying he's not completely off the Turbo Team, but this movie is. This movie is a toilet just with a hole just for farts. <laughs> and you see the receipt, and there it is. There okay. it is. Yeah. It's a joke toilet <laughs> just for farts. And he, you can't poop in it. Quentin's friends with Caleb Went. <laughs> All right. Ryan, anything else on this movie before we get to uh, the pick of the pod here? Skip it. Skip right. the movie. Oh, you son of a bitch. Go see it twice. Let me know how it is. You can uh, hit us up, Dork Podcast, on uh, both Twitter and the email is dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Right? Yeah, go, see, go, see tw- go see it twice and let us know what you thought next month. Okay. All right. Pick of the pod time. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. All right. Would you like to kick, receive, defer, or you also may defend a goal? I'm going to make this easy because I've done a lot of talking this week. Good. Go see the boys. Go watch the boys. Yeah, that's mine too. It's awesome. The boys TV show is amazing, and the boys comic book is also awesome. So yep. check them both out next week, Rod. You want to do the boys? Let's do the boys. We're doing the boys. You we know what apolog- that Apologies to Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Lindsey Buckingham again. Yeah, you got Lindsey Buckingham. Uh, also, I was just going to point out for Tarantino fans on Netflix currently right now, Pulp Fiction and Glorious Bastards and Hateful Eight are all yep. streaming right now. All so better than. Once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, two out of three ain't bad. Ryan, you can rate review and subscribe on the iTunes hashtag dork. Tell a friend, tell a dork, please subscribe. Please uh, leave a review. That's very kind. You can follow us on Twitter at dork podcast. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash dork podcast. You can email us anytime dork podcast at gmail.com. And Davey's occasionally on the old Twitch machine. We're trying to get it back up and running. It's been, I've been at a conference all week. We've been, you know, seeing this movie until odd hours of the night. So it's been a uh, touch and go. Um, but uh, it's, it's ready. It's ready to go. We did a soft opening. Three people to five people came out and watched them. Were very <laughs> low numbers. Um, we're looking to get it back up and going soon. But you, but, but what you don't know is those three to five people may have had a thousand people at their house. They could have. You know what I mean? Not, like you, yeah. you don't know. You don't know. That doesn't pay the bills. That doesn't keep the lights on. Put, doesn't put clothes on my kids' back. Well, we're doing The Boys Season 1 next week. We're very excited about that. That show, we can both agree, is awesome. Apologies and to Jessica Jones once more. We'll get there at some point. Yeah. Kristen Ritter, we promise. I know we told you we'd do it, and we will. Uh, Ryan, you know what we always say here on the podcast? I'm as real as a fucking donut. No? All right. I'm as real as a donut, motherfucker.